Raider Nation, wake up and get ready because it's time for the morning grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Good morning, Raider Nation. I'm Eddie Pascal, and today is August 3rd, 2021. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Morning Grind. Well, my friends, we are officially into the meat of training camp, and as this episode of the podcast hits your feeds, the Silver and Black are about to take part in their first padded practice of the season, which means that we are inching ever closer to the start of the preseason, and then mercifully, week one against the Baltimore Ravens. And one of the best parts of training camp is getting a chance to see all of our friends from around the league. And today, we are very excited to bring you a conversation with one of those friends, Omar Ruiz from NFL Network. Now, we actually got Omar in the podcast studio, which was a treat in and of itself. And during his time in the lab, we talk all things Raiders, ranging from realistic expectations of the defense to Darren Waller and really the depth of the entire tight end room in 2021. This one was a real treat, so I hope you enjoy our conversation with Omar Ruiz. And man, I'm just so excited. We have a treat for all of you today as we sit down and chat with one of our favorite guys, and I mean that sincerely, Omar Ruiz from NFL Network. And Omar, first off, you're in the pod studio, which is big for us. We don't have a lot of visitors, so it's so nice that you're here to hang out with us. Eddie, great to see you in person yes. after seeing you virtually. So I had a few games last year, but it's great to be here. It's great to be inside this facility. We've heard how world-class and amazing it is, and we've been able to see that from the outside. But to be here for training camp and to have a little glimpse of it inside, from the weight room to your podcast studios to your TV studios, can't wait to see the locker room at some point when restrictions are lifted a little bit more. But yeah, they, they, this is world class and it is amazing and it's a thrill to be here. Yeah, I mean, we're so appreciative too of not only having the space, but finally being in a place where we can have some people come in. I think we're obviously still a ways away from players and coaches and all that, but to at least have some of our friends to come out and hang <laughs> out with has been fantastic. So Omar, we're in, gosh, I guess this would be day four of training camp and you and the network are out here today, you and David Carr. And you can't really glean a ton from these first couple of days of camp. But when you're sitting out there and you're watching this team, I mean, what really kind of stood out to you for these those two and a half hours of practice? It was interesting because David Carr asked me the same thing earlier today because I was out here for practice yesterday right. as well. And I couldn't take my eyes off of Darren Waller. As good as he's been the last couple of years and as much as he's established himself as one of the premier tight ends in the game, he stands out even amongst the other great players on the field. He makes everything look so effortless. He's flawless in his route running and his catching ability and obviously has that connection with Derek Carr, certainly earned the trust of Derek Carr. And, and speaking with David, obviously has those private conversations with Derek. They feel that Darren Waller can establish himself as the best tight end in the game this season and, and one of the best players in the entire league. So seeing him operate, you know, obviously we're not in pads yet. We're not seeing the physicality of the rest of the roster. So somebody like Darren Waller certainly stands out and, and, and in the red zone in the end zone, the way he's been able to convert the way he has here early in practice has really been a thrill to watch. And, and the thing that gets me about Darren is, since we're in Olympic time, right, I was watching some of the uh, some of the sprints last night, and they were talking about some of the women that are running, and you can tell the ones that are really good are just, they look like they're going for a jog, right? You know, they don't really break a sweat, they kind of have their form, they have their, you know, their strategy to do it, but they don't really look like they're, they're stressed out. And when I look at Darren, I see the same thing, where he is just a beast doing all these incredibly athletic things. But it doesn't look hard for him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It just looks so natural. It is very effortless. And I think one of the more amazing parts about that is he's not even using his physicality. 
there's no pads yet. And, and, you know, one of his attributes that I think is underrated probably is his ability to block on the edge there. And, and so he's able to put some muscle into it. And he does that in his route running too, you know, being able to, you know, big body, smaller DBs. And so even without seeing that, the way he's able to operate there. And, and again, particularly in the red zone is where it really stood out to me. Um, it is a thrilling sign of things to come here in 2021. And if he can take that next level, then I think this entire offense, this entire team can help get there as well. I agree with you 100%. And speaking of the tight ends, though, don't sleep on Foster Moreau either. I mean, he came back. He looks incredible. I'm not saying he didn't look great last year, but just physically, he looks like a different dude this year. Everybody we talked to, you know, behind the scenes has been raving about Foster Moreau, just the physicality that you mentioned. He's sort of a specimen. I saw him yesterday wearing, you know, Raiders strength shirt, and then he takes his shirt off and he looks like Adonis there. And I think one of the things for Moreau and for Darren Waller was going out to that tight end university with George Kittle and Travis Kelsey and several of the elite tight ends in the game. And Darren Waller, you know, going toe to toe, even in some aspects, surpassing what Travis Kelsey and George Kittle can do on the field, certainly boosted his confidence. And then you see a guy like Foster Moreau, who's, you know, essentially been a backup so far this year, but seeing his uh, level of ability compared to some of these other guys who are pro bowlers in the NFL, I think he comes back with confidence that he can play at that high level as well. And if you can get your second tight end to be, you know, getting the, those starter opportunities and to play like that, then obviously that would only add to the potency of this Raiders offense. And you look at the offense as a whole, right, where you have Henry Ruggs in year two now, Brian Edwards in year two, Josh Jacobs in year three, who I think is going to have an absolutely colossal 2021. Derek at the helm. I mean, there are a lot of weapons on this offense and they have the ability. And we saw it last year to put up a lot of points and do it in a hurry. But you look at this defense now, and that is where all the questions <laughs> are going to lie, right? We all know that. The defense last year, in many aspects, just not able to get the job done. You got a new man in Gus Bradley. You got Yannick Ngakwe, Solomon Thomas. You have all the, you've infused so much talent into this defense. So when you look at it, and you kind of look at it on paper, Omar, like realistically, what is an expectation that is fair for this defense in 2021? If they could just get to the top half of the league, I think that would be saying something. We were crunching the numbers yesterday and came to the realization that the best defense in this entire Derek Carr era, dating back to 2014, they finished 19th, was their best finish in yards per game. Was it the 2016 season? 2016 oh. season, and I think 2017 was the best year that they finished in points allowed per game, and that was 20th in the league. So this entire recent era solving the defensive mystery has been part of the equation, even when Khalil Mack was here. And I think that was one of the things that John Gruden, I think, reiterated back then was, you know, they, they had to find a way to get better players here. And I think they've found that in Unique Ngakwe, like you said, Solomon Thomas, that they can get him to play to his essential potential uh, there. Casey Hayward on the back end, you know, adding to what we hope would be a secondary that really comes into its own and matures in a hurry. When you put it all together with, with Gus Bradley's teaching style, even when they had a couple down years in the Chargers, they were still top 10 in the league in defense. So if they, the Raiders can just get to that top half, you know, get to you know, top 16 or so, I, I think with the offense, you know, we can count on to put up numbers you know, in the NFL and, and perhaps be a top five offense, if they can just get, you know, that top 15 range. I think that's a realistic expectation and one that would bode well for their playoff fortunes. You know, we, we've talked to so many guys on the defense over the past couple of months. Granted, we've done it all virtually, right? But we've still talked to guys and they've all said, the one thing they've brought up in terms of Gus Bradley is that, look, he's a great coach. He's going to get us where we need to go X's and O's wise, but he's such a positive kind of dude. He's a guy that these players want to play for. 
you and I both know how important that is in the modern version of the NFL. You have got to want to go to bat for your defensive coordinator or coordinator in general. Yeah, I think it's remarkable how Gus Bradley is somebody who can connect with the entire roster. Obviously, he's been a head coach, so he knows how to get on the good side of guys on the offense and and obviously on the defense and his communication ability and, and really to, you know, connect with younger players, veterans, all of that. And then his teaching style. I think he said yesterday in his press conference, the, you know, ability to be consistent you know, is key for those younger guys in their development. And then with that consistency comes credibility. And then the coaching staff can put more on those young guys' plate and to do it over and over and over over again. To build that repetition with that defensive group is something that, you know, I think will be a key to their success. And, and you hear it all the time when, when they get to that point and, they, and it becomes muscle memory, what they're doing, then they play faster. Then you have a better defense, more effective defense. And that's not to mention everything that he's preaching about you know, playing together, playing as one unit, all of those things that play well in the locker room that pretty much every coach preaches. But it's really key to develop these younger players who have been high draft picks, and it's time for them to show up in a big way this year. You know, and to that point, one thing that, I, that I've been kind of preaching over the past couple of months since Gus has come in is that you look at this defense, and the cupboard wasn't bare. And look, the numbers statistically, objectively, were not great last year. But I wouldn't say that's because of a lack of talent, right? I mean, you look at guys like Trayvon Mullen now in year three, Cleese in year three, Max. I mean, you have pieces there to make this thing work. And I think it's up to Gus now to figure out a way to do that. But for the people that are like, we need to completely rebuild it. We need to you know, tear it down and start from scratch. Like, I don't necessarily know if I buy that in 2021 for these Raiders. Yeah, I think it's about development. I, I thought it was interesting when I asked Gus about that yesterday, bringing in guys like Ngakwe and Casey Hayward. He even said, that when they were brought in Hayward, that was one of the conversations they had. Hey, we're going to count on you to help bring along some of these younger guys and not just in how to be a professional, how to study film and all the stuff behind the scenes, but even on the field to be an extra set of eyes in addition to the coaching staff to help improve these guys. So it's key not only for these new players, this infused talent to be productive on the field, but also to help develop some of those younger guys, like you said. So they go from flashing at times where you have hope that they can be good players to be that consistent, productive player all the time. And that's really what it is, right? Because we saw flashes of what this defense could be in 2020, but we saw it for a series or two series or maybe a quarter, or you look at that, the, the Chiefs game, a half, mm-hmm. but we didn't see it for 60 minutes. And that's really where you know, what has to happen for this team to make any type of noise in the postseason in 2021. But Omar, this is such a busy time of year for everyone, right? Training camp is heating up. You guys are hitting the road. We're, you know, we're, we're not living a normal, in a normal world yet, but it feels like we're getting closer and closer. But one of the things that is going to happen that we are internally very excited about, the Hall of Fame is coming up. And we got two Raiders this year. We got Charles Woodson, Coach Flores. And you and I have talked about Coach so much over the past years, and he's finally going to get his moment in the sun. So what do you anticipate that afternoon is going to be like for really the Raider Nation as a whole, but for Coach and C. Wood in particular. It's awesome. You mentioned this time of year, everyone's filled with hope, excitement all around. But in particular, I think here in Las Vegas with the Raiders, not only are you looking at fans being a part of training camp for the first time this year, fans are going to be in the building when they play their home games and in support. But you mentioned the Hall of Fame and next weekend. And I think back to how much I love football and how much sort of I've dedicated my life to it. And that's only a fraction of what Tom Flores and Charles Woodson have dedicated their lives to the game and what they've contributed. So for Coach Flores to finally get his due and get into Canton is going to be a thrill. I'm sure it's going to be emotional. I know we've talked about it for me being a Mexican-American and kind of what he's meant 
you know, for me and our community in that regard uh, is very special and very proud of that. And Charles Woodson, I think I was in college around the same time and I grew up a Raider fan. And when Charles Woodson came to the team there in the late 90s, that was probably the height of my fandom. So to see him, obviously, throughout his career and then for him to go in the Hall of Fame, you know, that's special for everybody in my generation and the entire Raider Nation. So, yeah, exciting times for the Raiders, not only for what they mean in Las Vegas, but obviously the history and tradition, which they'll only add to next weekend in Canton. And like you said it perfectly, very eloquent. But I would say just personally for us, having a chance over the past couple of years to get to know Coach more, to get to know Seawood more, it couldn't happen to two nicer guys. And you, like I said, you and I have talked about Coach a ton, where I'm just glad the NFL – the Hall of Fame, finally did the right thing. The Hall is complete now. He is where he needs to be. And obviously, I think the moment we saw Charles retire, we're like, all right, start the clock because five <laughs> years from now, we're going to start booking fights and end up in Ohio. But Omar, man, this was such a pleasure, man. I'm so excited we were able to get you in the studio. Like I said, we're not fully normal yet, but it feels so good that it feels like we're kind of inching a little bit closer each and every day. So I appreciate you for coming to hang out with this man. Stay safe, stay healthy, and hopefully we'll see you at Allegiant soon. Yeah, you too, Eddie. I hope to be there maybe September 13th. Baltimore Ravens coming to town Monday Night Football. Let Raider Nation rip. And that should be uh, one of the more exciting venues in all the league. Can't wait for Raiders fans to get in there, not only to see it for themselves, but to really add to the atmosphere that, that the NFL is, is so endearing for, for all of us who, who cover the league and, and you know, support. So great to be with you, Eddie. Great to see you in person. And thanks for uh, providing this home away from home for me here. Absolutely. Omar Ruiz from NFL Network. Appreciate you, buddy. Allegiant is going the distance for health and safety on the ground and in the air. Because the further we go now, the safer it'll be to go farther tomorrow. Allegiant, the official airline of the Las Vegas Raiders. Low fares, nonstop flights, only at Allegiant.com. And a big thank you to our pal Omar for stopping by the studio. And like I said earlier, training camp is heating up here in Henderson. No pun intended. So make sure you stay up to date on everything silver and black by downloading our mobile app. I'm Eddie Pascal, and this was The Morning Grind. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Morning Grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network.